And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. And it's not just any episode. This is the final episode of Anthalotober. Anthalotober. Possibly the greatest combination of words ever put together. Um, if I say, uh, uh, today, obviously, I'm your host, Brendan, Mr. Fantastic, uh, doing things, places, saving lives every day. Uh, with us, as always, he's spooky, he's scary, and he's surprisingly hairy. Because <laughs> he's growing his hair out. Um, that only makes sense if you can see the mop that's on his head. Um, it's, he's spooky. He's a paranormal guy. It's, it's Ian with two E's. How you doing, Ian? I definitely describe it as a coconut. A coconut head. My sister has described it as a toothpick. Um, what are we talking about being described as? My hair. My hair. Oh, okay. Um, shout out to Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, though. Yeah, classic. Uh, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm tired. <laughs> okay, but you know what? This is a late night cast recording. We are we, doing. We don't late do these night. often anymore. No. Yeah, because you we, can never do Saturdays. Because we get a little risque. Because Brennan can never do Saturdays. I, I speaking of being risky, fault. is twink derogatory? I don't know. No. no. I mean, it depends how you use it. <laughs> okay. Because I've been, I've been thinking. <laughs> I've been, I've been <laughs> pee hubbing the term twink. <laughs> it's been a go-to category for me lately. Um, but we can move on here, Kyle. Wait, no, can we go back? <laughs> <laughs> is what is gozu? Is that I? I feel like I kind of know what it is, but I mean, I know the movie. The that's what you just okay. You know what? Gozu? Doesn't that? That's what you. It's a. That's what I said. Just, go to. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about. Is that another word though? I was introducing me to something else. Something. Okay, new? you know what? We're moving on. Okay. Uh, also. With us, as always, the most charismatic man in the world. <laughs> it's the man that. <laughs> oh shit, I'm forgetting my what own intro. It? The slick black Cadillac. He's wearing a snapback. That's what it was. And Ian showing us his dick again. Uh, it's Kyle. Oh, he's number. He writes the number two pencil. He's number one in our heart. It's Kyle. <laughs> Ian started to show us his dick. Just and... the intro I would expect to get. Thank you, Brennan. <laughs> I appreciate it. <sighs> Never fucking fails. Um, I'm a few drinks in. You know, that's great. No, I think you nailed it, actually. It was perfect. Um, I'm doing all right. What do you guys think about David Gordon Green killing another franchise? What is he doing? Again, I, I, he did not. He made one franchise very financially. Successful. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's back up that question. What do you guys think about the extremely negative reviews for The Exorcist? This doesn't look like a oh, kind of divisive rating. This looks like a. It might actually just be bad. Talk to me. It's it's not a property I care about, so it doesn't really affect me. I will go in to the movie. Next week, maybe this week, end, and I'll give you. I'll, we'll come back to that question. But it looks. I'm. I, I think it looks fine. I think it looks good. I mean, I mean, fine as in it doesn't look bad. 
since yeah. it's I think I'll go see it or wait until it comes on VOD. I don't know. Cool. Did you have a thought on it? Not really. I watched the original Exorcist though a couple of days ago. You know, if Ian and... said that, <laughs> <laughs> I watched the original Exorcist a couple of days ago, and it's it's a good movie, man. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, Shining I endorsement. It. I don't love it. I don't love it. But well, you're it not is... into religious horror. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a visually very impressive movie though, for sure. Um, it does hold up. Hundred percent. I just, I don't know, man. I don't. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what have you uh, been up to recently? Any recommendations? Any? Uh, yes. Any P Hub terms you're searching? Uh, twink butt. Um, that's not what I want to talk about. <laughs> Wait, twink uh, and butt, or say- <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I started the Children of the Corn series. I wanted to do it last year. Watched the first one. Ended up just not being interested enough to watch the full series. There's like twelve movies now. Um, but I went ham uh, last Tuesday. I watched four in a row. The third one actual banger i highly suggest children of the corn three urban harvest absolute banger the practicals the like it's super 90s urban horror it's like uh it's set in i think it's it's set in like chicago it's um it's pretty awesome children of the corn set in chicago yeah the thing i uh, that's interesting about the series is it's not about one character or like it's it's really just about the religion like the, the whole children of the corn religion um there's no one character that's like in all the movies there's no like wait i know, thought i thought malachi was in all of them no not not any so far oh, just okay. the first one um but Isaac does make an appearance in the sixth film. So I got two more to go. Oh and he looks old in this There's one. so much Children of the Corn lore. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Naomi Watts is in the fourth movie. The, is, so besides the religion, there's nothing connecting the movies? It's not like a Saul-type universe? No, you can, you can watch them. Corniverse? Corniverse. The corners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you can watch them out of order. Okay. Um, they there are flashbacks to previous films, but um, if that's the only movie you watch, then uh, you would get it. It's it's not it's it's not that much. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, Dial. What about you? What have you been indulging in? So I started the Hulk TV series with Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> Banger. Not going to do that again. I'm just kidding. Should I, I whip uh, out my DVD? No. The only thing I watched recently was The, Ex- the Exorcist. Um, and yeah, I, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I'm still not in... I'm still not... Uh, I'm still not back. I'm, it, it's still a struggle for me to watch movies. I need something. I need something to ignite my passion for film again and it's not there's just i'm in such a deep film depression it's like i don't want to be here 
you know, like I'm not choosing to be here, but I'm in it and I can't get, I'm like clawing up, trying to get out of it and climb out. But it's just like constantly just, I'm slipping and falling. The dirt's falling. I mean, I can't, it's just, I'm, I'm being buried alive. I'm being buried alive, guys. Wow. I don't know how to respond to that. Most people don't. I wanted to quote the DMX song, but I will just reference that and we can move on to Brendan's Rex. Damn, dude. I, I, I fucking go out on a limb. I, fucking, I, I, I wasn't ready to move on. I just yeah, needed a like, second. I was so vulnerable right there. And you're like, yeah, let's just move on to Brendan's Rex. <laughs> DMX, anyways. Fuck DMX. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I think I, I understand. Fix... Oh, now, now you want to? Now you, you want to? Yeah, no, now, no. Now he's got to chime in. He's got to fucking going. interrupt you. I'm going. I was just taking a second there. I think what's going to happen is next week we are going to go see Saul in a theater, and Saul X, I should say, in a theater, and that will uh, reignite your passion. Yeah, that's going to reignite it. Saw you, X. You think? For sure. You think the franchise that I gave up on more than 10 years ago is going to reignite it? Why? I think it's going to be the, the experience. It's going to be okay. being in a theater with me. Seeing you get jacked. And then the popcorn's going to be like... Like slowly going down, my and waist. I'm gonna, yeah, and I'm gonna be reaching. Okay, yeah, yeah I see what you're putting down. I get, I get what you're putting down. Okay, we'll um, see, we'll see. But I do understand what you were saying uh, about the films. I think you just need to do a spaghetti western binge. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just got a new sound system though, and it, it literally sounds like a movie theater is in my home. It's fucking insane. Got the whole speakers behind me and the fucking speakers. Your neighbors probably love you. I mean, I'm respectful. I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not gonna AMC theater at, at like one in the morning. But why not? I mean, maybe I will. I don't know. But it does sound really nice. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I watched the the new VHS. 85 that's my recommendation <laughs> uh it does what what 99 does and it doesn't have a uh a full wraparound story the idea is there's a documentary uh a made for tv documentary that is taped over a few times which gives us the five stories and it's just not really what I want for the franchise, and I feel like it's going in that direction. And that but you give it a nine out of ten. Did I what? You give it a nine out of ten. No, I think I gave it a four and a half. That's a nine. Oh, is that a nine? Yeah. Um, well, no. So that was my that was my only issue with it. Um, so that's the, what kept it from being perfect, a perfect film. Well, I think it's it's it is besides the 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 not wrapping around in, in a succinct way like 94 um it just it makes it feel a little less purposeful for me but the more i rewatched it again today uh and i think i do like the idea of it just kind of being like a tape that someone bought at a yard sale 
and it has you know the label of the the made for tv documentary or whatever that that was on the tape initially and it has just been taped over and over and over again multiple times so i i've come around to being okay with that idea i just i just want it to be like the old days you know with a nice reach around yes but uh um there is a segment from ruminations of red rum alum Gigi saul guerrero uh she's fantastic uh she had a segment in in uh, mexico barbaro mm-hmm. mm. uh, and she possibly has the best segment in uh in the film i would say it's about a an earthquake that happened where she was from in 1985 that affected her you know it's a mexico her- short film uh no hers is uh, i don't want to speak i don't remember where hers is from but it is spanish speaking um yes so uh it it's it's really good it looks really good um so yeah i definitely recommend everyone check at at this point you probably already have but um you guys plan on watching it or are you going to wait until we inevitably cover it next year this is the greatest franchise of all time. I'm not going to suggest sig suggest You know what I'm trying to say. Uh I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to oh, wait. Like you're I not going to subject yourself subject to myself. There you go. There you go. Um I'm just so tired. I'm tired right now. God, I should I should have done like a a Red Bull like a, a bang up. or something. Okay. Well, we're not here to talk about VHS 85. We are here today to talk about VHS 99. Uh, let's get into some first impressions real quick. Uh, I think, uh, Kyle, I want to start with you. First impressions, where'd you watch it? Uh, I don't, we're going to get into ranking the segment, so you don't have to give us your favorite segment yet. But uh, would you add it to your collection? And, you know, what do you think? Do you want to do fear facts? Oh, you know what? Yeah, we can do that first. Okay. Fear facts. <laughs> VHS ninety nine is the fifth installment in the VHS French in the VHS franchise, and the second installment in the rebooted year based series. Ninety nine would would be the first film to ditch an over. My handwriting is so fucking bad. I need to type these out. Um. VHS 99 would be the first film to ditch an all-around overarching story, and it wouldn't be the last. As I said earlier, VHS 85 takes a half-wraparound, half-unconnected storyline. Surprisingly, this film would have very little to do with the year Y2K, which is uh, what people were initially saying it would be online. VHS 99 would bring back Shudder alums like Flying Lotus with his Shudder exclusive film Kuso and Vanessa and Joseph Winter with their Shudder exclusive Deadstream. Uh, while also bringing in uh, some other big names like Johannes Roberts, who's done films like 47 Meters Down, The Strangers Pray at Night, underrated film, and Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, it would also bring... He did that? Yeah, he directed that. Which segment did he direct in this? I'm sorry. Uh, he directed Suicide Bid. Mm, okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, it would also bring Maggie Levin and Tyler McIntyre, who directed the very underrated 2017 film Tragedy Girls, and he's also the person who wrote the new Five Nights at Freddy's film. 
Ooh. Yeah. Okay. A sequel Don't to... Don't fucking roll your eyes <laughs> So me. fucking basic now, dude. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You're... It, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Um, a sequel to 94 would have only worked if it was successful with streaming audiences, and it was. Uh, VHS 94 had uh, quickly become the uh, Shutter's record holder for highest views on release week, um, and it would only hold that position for one year as VHS 99 would blow that record out of the water. Uh, actor Freddy Rodriguez would make a tweet saying that the title of the film was VHS 85 uh, back when in install when a sequel to 94 was announced um though he quickly deleted that and that was only a mistake because it turns out that vhs 99 and vhs 85 shot back to back um some of the first pitches for a vhs 94 sequel were no no shit uh a film set in medieval times I don't know how, how do you don't do know, that? I, I don't know how you could do that. Um, and a Christmas themed one titled VHXmas. <laughs> uh, upon release, VHS 99 had uh, registered 28% more unique views than VHS 94, as well as uh, accounting for nearly 22% of all demand streams on Shudder. And it also became, became AMC Plus's most watched movie of the weekend. Which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> but how do we feel about this movie? Let's be kind, rewind, and talk about VHS 99. Ooh. Ooh that that was one was good. nice. That was, was tasty. pretty happy with that one. It was AMC Plus's most <laughs> watched film for eight hours. <laughs> uh, good oh, for them, though. That's, that's, that's cool. Um, oh my God. Am I still going first? Yeah, yeah, Kyle, 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 still going first. Wait, yeah, what was that? Kind of like what Brendan said, though. I think AMC and Shutter are doing like a little cross promotion kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I think they have some sort of partnership going on. It's a weird. Wait, a- AMC owns Shutter. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know oh. that. Yeah. I thought they were like a privately owned kind of thing. No. Um, cool. it, it it's run by I believe Sam Zimmerman, if I'm remembering correctly. Um. But I guess he, he has to report to AMC at the end of the day. Gotcha. Um, would I add this to my collection? Uh, maybe just to be a completionist. Not because I actually enjoyed the movie. Um, you guys notice that these films start to suck once they become Shudder originals. Am I right? <laughs> just kidding. That was a joke. We love Shudder. Shudder, we love you. That was a joke. Um, but <laughs> no, I'm starting to get fatigued with this franchise, and it's not because I don't want it to keep going. I do. It's just I feel like they're getting away from what made the original few so special. Um, not having that wraparound, I thought before watching this, I could have lived without, but the more I think about it, like having that in the VHS franchise is kind of like an established like pillar of what VHS is. And I feel like they're starting to kind of ditch the lore that they were kind of creating within the first three films. Um, now this is just a, a, a bunch of shorts just cut together. There's really nothing piecing it together and the, there's no glue. There's no structure. It's just kind of like, here's, here's a couple sh- 
YouTube shorts you could watch. Like, <laughs> and you're like, cool. I mean, and some of them are pretty interesting. I I don't hate it. It's just it it, it feels like it's losing its charm, and it sucks because VHS had such a unique charm to it. And I felt like, especially after viral, they were like really building like a VHS like universe universe. And then it just seems like they're kind of throwing it away. And I like, I, I don't know why, because it was getting very intriguing, especially going into 94 with the SWAT team and like all that kind of stuff. Like it just, it, it, it kept building on itself and yeah, I'm disappointed with this one, especially for kind of abandoning that. And um, we'll get we'll get into our rankings of each of the short films. But yeah, it's it didn't hit for me. It didn't hit for me. It's yeah. I'm 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 kind of bummed about it because I do like the franchise. That's fair, Ian. That was extremely well said about the uh, the wraparound not being included in this film. Um, but I still love this franchise. I feel like it was just yesterday I was like first discovering VHS 1 and 2 coming out and then uh, or 1 and 2 and then VHS Viral was coming out um, in the same year. Um that was like the heyday for VHS for sure. That was, and I, I'm one, one, I think I'm one of the few that actually like VHS viral. And I think it has one of the best, um, wraparounds. Go ahead. Kyle. I have to say like, after watching this, mm-hmm. I actually have a lot more appreciation for viral. Yeah. If I'm being honest, it's got some, some not great, uh, shorts, but the, the wraparound is, um, is it's is maybe maybe one of the best. Yeah. Like it, it, it definitely expands on it and makes yeah. it super interesting. It adds a lot of lore, um, yeah. and it adds a very unique um, take on, especially the uh, the uh, of the time. I think it was like 2015 or something. Brennan, you know what the, we need? <laughs> you know what we need? We need Josh Stolberg to come in and fix it. Either That's him funny. or. Um, uh david uh, gordon green right adam wingard yeah like if we could get back to some of the the originals uh uh joe swanberg yeah. all that but then again at the same time like that's what makes this franchise so fun right is it's mm-hmm. giving voices to different people so it i wouldn't want them to repeat this cycle through the same people over and over again we've gotten our vhs's with those people mm-hmm. i'm glad that we're getting new ones it's just I don't feel like they're taking advantage of the property like they can. Like, I don't feel like they're putting it in the right direction. I mean, that's just my opinion. I I don't know. I feel like it would have been, with that being said, I feel like it would have been a cool thing just to have Adam Wingard do all of the the wraparounds for each of the franchises. Just like adding on to the lore of the universe he was trying trying to make. Or at least have Simon Barrett writing the wraparounds. Yeah. Or at yeah. least have returning guests do yes. the wraparounds, yeah. Like someone who's who knows the vision of this franchise. See, and like, you know. That's what it is. They don't have like a Kevin Feige. They, they need mm-hmm. somebody well, like I mean, directing this franchise. Because this is a franchise that could really be better than it is. It's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I don't hate the, I love the franchise. It's just there's so much fucking potential with this franchise. And I think they're squandering it right now. 
I mean, you do still have uh, Josh Goldblum, Brad Miska, and the two Radio Silence guys that are running the show. And they've been on since the original. So I, I feel like they they understand that the franchise can go in many different directions. And I think at this point, because it's become clear, this is going to be the new Saw. This is going to be the new October release for Shudder every single year for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I just, um, so I think that they want to try out different things, maybe to see what works, what audiences are okay with. Yeah, and I, I'm glad the reviews are speaking for this one because it's the lowest rated VHS. Oh, is and it? yeah, and I like I really think that they need they need it more than just a, a bunch of shorts. Like it needs to be more unique than that, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Um, and we're six VHSs deep by now. This, this yeah. is a full-fledged, growing, thriving yeah. franchise, horror franchise. Like, I, I thought it was just going to stop it at uh, viral, because that, that, that might have been, like, the franchise killer. Um, and then, like, I don't even know, like, 10 years later, um, 94 came out. Which one had the, the body horror, or like, the super soldier, the Asian one? Sorry, that was 90, 94. 94 kind of slapped. That movie kind of I mean, dude. yeah, Timo he he's that was fucking, fucking insane. Awesome. That man yeah. is a genius. He did The Night Comes for Us. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, I mean, it's top three uh, Indonesian uh, action films. I still um, need to see that movie. It's it's like it it feels like it's part of the raid series. Yeah, I've it's that I've, well done. I've seen a lot about you it. You know, like um, I, a, I just need to watch it. Apparently, he's attached to direct the Under Siege remake. Fucking a, let's do it. That that movie, yeah, that's does, perfect. It, it doesn't hold up now. Definitely doesn't. There's some uh some some things that would probably be deemed offensive, like the the Steven Seagal movie. Yeah, yeah. the Gary Busey and drag. Oh yeah, um, Tommy Lee Jones, I think. It's a great movie though. Um Ian, did you uh did you want to finish? Sorry, we kind of tangented there. Um it, it's fine. Uh I will add this to my collection. I'm collecting the whole franchise. I have a freaking VHS poster. I love this franchise. Um it's definitely one of my favorites and I like to see um uh, it growing. I like to see the different shorts. I like to see the different um directors and um yeah, I will get this um, whenever I can on Blu-ray. And before we get into your thoughts, Brendan, I just don't want to end on a negative note. So I just want to say one last thing. Just, just they're they're starting to lose me. They're starting like I- I'm still hanging on. I'm still hanging on. I don't want to say another <laughs> negative thing, but they're no, losing no, no, me. No, no, because I no because I know that you're going to have a lot of positive things to say right now. So I don't want to cap it off with a negative thing after you're done. That that's what I meant. No, I just I want them to just I want them to go in the right direction. I just feel like they're losing me. I do think you would you will be okay with how eighty five, while not wrapping itself around cohesively. I think you would at least be able to appreciate how 85 handles the making it a contained idea. I think. I hope. I don't want this franchise to lose you. I don't either. That, that's why I'm coming off so like... I'm just... Yeah, man. I care. I care about it. So, I don't know. 
Um, I watched it on Shudder. Uh, I did not have this. Also, I for some reason I didn't realize that ninety four uh was on DVD was on out was released. My God. Uh, so last night I bought ninety four and ninety nine. Uh, so I have those coming. I also bought uh Christmas Bloody Christmas. I just bought that. Oh shit! Hey, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Um, excited that. to watch that again. Uh, I mean, whenever I watch these films, the VHS films or the Christmas film, I'm going to watch them on Shutter because I want Shutter to get the the click for it. If that makes sense, um, I enjoy this film, and I think uh, Kyle, you're going to be surprised at where this film ranks on my list. Well, I mean, you gave it a five out of five. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it's probably up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, Jesus. Okay. So, uh, let's, I'm not going to take up too much time. We're going to get into shit here. Uh, I love this movie. I love every single, it's hard for me to rate these films because I love them all so much. Ian, uh, while obviously you were a bit younger, uh, these films really hit and I've talked about this story a thousand times, but these films hit my uh, end of my senior year of high school, freshman year of college, sophomore year of college. Um, and just I, I've talked about the Magnet uh, Instagram account doing those like weekly giveaways. I, I got VHS and VHS 2 through those giveaways. Um, it's just this franchise. I, Saw is my favorite franchise, but this franchise means a lot to me. Even if there's no wraparound story, I'm still going to, at the end of the day, be okay with it because I love the idea of what VHS is and what it's always been. Um, and it can be an amalgamating thing. It can, I'm okay. I, Kyle, I understand. I wish there was a wraparound story. But it's for not this just one. the wraparound. You understand? Like, it's not just the wraparound. It's what they use the wraparound for to expand on the lore outside of the video. Yes. It's not, yeah. it's not just that there's a wraparound. If there was a shitty oh, I wraparound, yeah. I would prefer not to have the wraparound. But it's just, yeah, it's the added context of the world that they were creating mm -hmm. that they're kind of just abandoning. And I, I completely understand that. Um, so, okay, I'm going to stop talking. We are going to get, I'm going to go down the list. And as usual, Ian, I want you to tell me where this um, rates on your list because that's how we do it. For some reason, I don't know what. <laughs> that's how we. That's how we've always done it. Um, so the first segment, shredding, written and directed by Maggie Levin. Uh, where does this stand for you? Uh, this is my number two, actually. Um, I think. It's super authentic, the whole uh, friend group. I really liked it. I don't think there's bad acting in this, like, uh, like whatsoever. I think that's all pretty average or pretty good, um, even for, like, younger kids. And these kids are doing, like, skateboard tricks and whatnot. Um, but this sets up a very <laughs> – you know what, Kyle? You scoff at that, but – uh, I don't know how to These skateboard. Kids are doing skateboard <laughs> tricks. I, I got a double. <laughs> I got a double skull fracture when I try to skateboard. Um, the effects are cool. I like the music. Uh, I liked the. It, it reminded me of the Gallows. Uh, kind of like a better version of that because mm -hmm. that movie's pretty dog water. Um, act but, two. Yeah, the practical. Well, part two. Uh, the Gallows Act Two. 
I will check that out. Um, yeah, well directed. I think overall, pretty good short. I uh, give it like an eight out of ten. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna give it a rating like he does, but I'll. Yeah, no, I'll put it fine. in my ranking. Um, this for me was number four on four. my list, so okay. it was second to last. Surprise. Um, I feel like this short started out very strong and then got progressively worse as it went along. Um, I do agree with Ian. I think the like the acting is all really, really good. Um, they did some cool skateboard tricks. And, uh, <laughs> and, so that's uh, why you like three so much because of the skateboard tricks. <laughs> I, um, I like the whole premise of the short. I thought it was really cool. And I liked the setup of everything. The whole music, the band, everything was really fun. It was a really energetic way to start off the, the film. Um, unfortunately, I don't really think the payoff was that great. Um, and I don't, I started to like those, that group of kids was like the worst friend group to that guy in the world. And I just, that started to get annoying to me. And then I don't know. I just, it started to lose me when shit started to hit the fan. Um, it just, it didn't hit for me. It, the, the kills the conclusion just just nothing really it kind of took me out like i was expecting a little bit of a different payoff and then they were zombie things which are cool but i guess i don't know this one really didn't hit for me i'm trying to say something positive about it but i can't really find anything to say but it did start out really strong i think what solidified the number two spot for me was the ending mm, seeing yeah. them as like puppets or like their their uh you know, bodies torn apart, and then doing that little uh, number was, like, really cool. See, and that's what kind of took me out of it, because VHS, like, the franchise... It was too comedic? Not, kind of, maybe a little bit, but more like... And, and we'll get to, um... We'll get to the short, uh, to Hell and Back, too, which is another reason I have a problem with it. VHS... They were all supernatural and things that are out of our control, right? But at the same time, they felt more grounded. Is that weird to say? Like that the other ones felt, I don't know, like they, they could really happen. I, I, I can't explain it. But something, something about this one with this short and also to Helen Back just became super fantastical. And you're like, dude, you're taking a VHS camera to hell. Like what is going on and i don't know we'll get to that one but yeah for some reason it just didn't hit with me uh so uh i will say for this this lands at a uh number three for me um i think it deserves the four spot but what i have in four um because what i have in four deserves a three spot for me uh but i have a personal vendetta so we'll get there mm-hmm. um Kyle, you kind of brought up something that this segment and the Gawkers had me write down the same note two times. How come the majority of the time we get a found footage film, all of the actors are so fucking annoying? These are whenever you're in, whenever you watch a found yeah. footage film, nine times out of ten, you're gonna watch a friend group. Like, how the fuck do these people yeah. hang out with each yeah, other? Yeah, exactly, dude. It's so annoying, and like that's part. Of, that's another reason why I didn't like that for sure. And like, it's so unbelievable. Like, no, none of your friend groups acted like this. No, like, none of your friend. Groups I would not like, hang out not with a, someone. Yeah, that no did one, any of this shit to me. That guy would have bailed on that friend group so long ago. Like, I don't know. It's 
yeah, but I I agree with that. Um, I think why I put it at three is I'm kind of also in Ian's camp. Ian, I don't know if you're there, but I'm but you're there for me, so that's where I'm pointing. I'm I'm here. Okay, so I I, <laughs> I agree with with you, Ian. Um, the the visual at the end, even though it is very fantastical, it is so gnarly. It is mm-hmm. so gnarly. I it, and it's so stupid. And why? But it's I I love it, and I think that's what brings it up higher for me. Yeah, and I liked um, when uh, there's a shot where they're huddled up and they're going back and forth between mm-hmm. them looking like uh, either just, I don't know if they're zombies or or what they are, but something, some kind of monster, uh, monsters, and then their normal self. Um, and I thought that was really cool. There's there's some good shots in here. Um, okay, so just for time, I'm gonna we are gonna move on yep. to uh, segment number two, Suicide Bid by Johannes Roberts. <laughs> Ian, this is my number five, and um, by all means, it's not bad. I still give it a a seven out of ten. I still enjoy. I I enjoyed all of these, Um, but this one felt a little more basic. Um, Just like the whole like because they didn't go to hell friend group. Yeah, because they didn't go to hell. (laughs) Um, But I did like the special effects. In the end, I liked the I liked the whole finale. That was cool. Um, and uh, e- even though I didn't, the scenario is very basic. I, I did still enjoy it. You know, I'm actually very interested. Uh, when you watch 85, uh, shoot me a message. I want to know how you feel about Scott Derrickson's segment in that because I kind of like this idea that they're going with of having one really fucking famous person make one segment. And that was, I think, Johannes Roberts for this one. And the next one, it's Scott Derrickson. And you can feel that it was definitely someone that has a few fucking films under their belt. So, um, sorry. Uh, this was number two for me. Kyle, where does it stand for you? Well, you just said it was your number two. Go ahead and elaborate. <laughs> well, no, I, I wanted to give you the chance first. I just wanted to... Oh. Well, now I want to hear what I'm, you had to say. Oh, <laughs> um, I think uh, the idea behind it is really cool uh, for me. Um, I didn't take any notes for this because when I watch this film, I just kind of zone out and it just like takes me over. Uh, and I, it, it's almost because of this segment. It's absolutely terrifying, I think. And I love how... Uh, in the end, she creates a pact with the ghost to bring her more sorority girls. Um, I think it's really cool. I I love that shot of when the girls get there in the morning and the entire grave is filled with water and you just mm-hmm. see the life drain out of their face, man. It is the moment, it is the realization of we fucked up real bad. And I, I think that the reason these performances were able to be pulled out of these actors might have been because of, and I, I don't want to say you have to make a bunch of big, big films to be a good director. Uh, but I think that Johannes Roberts was able to use the lessons he's learned over the years to be, to pull emotions like this out of actors in a fucking found footage movie. Yeah, no, to your point, you could tell it was, it was made with, with, precision 
being able to film those shots that he did when mm -hmm. she's being attacked by the spiders in such a tight confined space and oh, still make so it look good. interesting is uh yeah it's a like a talent for sure this was my number two as well um and this goes back to my point before where it's like grounded but with a supernatural twist element to it right mm -hmm. um i think this is the most effective for most people because it's something that can really happen and probably most people people have a fear of being like I, buried alive i've never and done then, bloody mary i'm legitimately too scared to do bloody mary <laughs> like <laughs> so the fact of being buried alive and also have like arachnophobia it's like my two worst fears combined uh no it it was just um it was well shot it was uh terrifying and the the effects on the monster of that ghoul is like really fucking cool and how she tears through the fucking coffin and then you kind of get that moment of silence where you think everything is just maybe a dream or something and then she comes back in it's just um it, well placed scares the guy knows what he's doing it's just a good short um but yeah it's my number two fantastic um all right on to everybody's number one uh ozzy's dungeon written by zoe cooper and flying lotus directed by flying lotus you guys know i love me some fly low who's uh who's, who's flying lotus uh he's a musician uh he also did the film kuso uh his music is mm -hmm. featured throughout the entire film when they're in the car on the way to ozzy's dungeon that is music from his film from kuso mm -hmm. um it he's i i he is a He's a fucking star, and that uh, guy, uh, the host, that's Trevor from GTA yes, Five. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously this is everyone's number one, but um, Ian, let's uh, start with you. This is actually my number four. Um, no, it's my, it's, an, it's my number one. Obviously, um, it hits the nostalgia. Uh, I remember very fond. I have very fond memories of um, uh, being dropped off at a family friend's house. And uh, their kids were, I think, like seven or ten years older than me. They would always have the freaking uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple, Hidden Temple. Yeah. on. Uh, we would watch that, and then we'd play some either uh, uh, Tomb Raider or some SSX on the PlayStation 1. Um, those were good memories that I have. And this short is pretty nice. I give it a 9 out of 10. A nine only because I feel like the torture um, part of this short is a little drawn out and it's a little unnecessary. Mm. Yeah, it feels a little awkward. A little too but, much. Yeah, yeah, it feels a little much. But you, um, everything you, else, the freaking add, adding lore to that, we all know what this is. They even use the same helmets um, as the as the the hidden temple. Uh, show which is pretty cool um but adding lore to that show and like just the whole idea that some of these game shows can have um more than the legend they they say um it's or, based uh, off something real yeah it can yeah. be based on something real I, th I thought that was awesome yeah so this is my number five i didn't like it <laughs> so, not, so sad. yeah didn't like it it was uh, pretty corny, and uh, kind of to Ian's point, I feel like it dragged on way too long, especially the torture scene. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, this one just did not hit for me at all. I actually kind of don't understand your guys' love for it, but <laughs> teach his own, man. Teach his own. 
Well, this is my number one. And not only is it my number one, uh, this is my number one of the entire franchise. That's fucking um, wild, dude. I, no, that's great. Yeah, that is that's fucking I, wild. That's a nuts. <laughs> There's something about Ozzy's Dungeon that uh, I get butterflies in my st- in my stomach because it's such it's so fun and it's so different. I think it's one of the most different uh, segments in the entire franchise. It's definitely um, the most different. I wish I'm going to call him Trevor. I wish Trevor's basement scene was about 10 minutes longer. Actually, I think it is the not. So you have the, the recreation of, of Ozzy's dungeon, like the, the playground that, that he has to go through. But the scene that makes me gag every time without fail is the raw chicken scene where they, they, uh, uh, Donna throws the raw chickens at him. And then the mom picks one up and just rubs it on his face. And he just projectile, like coughs out vomit. Um, it is one of the most difficult things to watch. And when, when she gets that, that needle so close to his eye, oh God, the snap of the little girl's leg is amazing. <laughs> and they play it like 10 fucking times. <laughs> and then they go back and keep playing it. Uh, and, and then they show the aftermath. She just didn't get treatment whatsoever. She just let it get infected and disgusting. And in like um, the studio would have paid for that treatment. Yeah. <laughs> But they, uh, you never know because they they did sign the waiver. So that that's true. Yeah. Um, no, and I just like the parents just let the the injury go, and it's all gangrenous and shit. Oh my god, Kyle, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, moving on. Uh, segment number four: The Gawkers, written by Chris Lee Hill and Tyler McIntyre, directed by Tyler McIntyre. Ian. This is my number four. Um, I thought that it was the most 90s out of all these shorts. Um, A lot of stuff that are referenced. I mean, he's playing Resident Evil 3. I'm pretty sure. Two? Yeah. He's playing Resident Evil 2 on his uh, his PlayStation. Um, And I I do like the little twist of... um, Sorry, her having her victims in the pool, like to as like a decoration. But I, I did not think she was going to be a uh, Medusa type thing. But it did remind me of the succubus short um, mm. from the first VHS. Mm. This was my number one. Uh, I thought this was just a fun. Uh, well-made shorts. Um, I really liked the dynamic between the kids. Unlike the first short, it didn't seem too egregious with how they were treating each other. Um, there was always that little brother that tried to tag along in all the friend groups. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that the, the dynamic between the actors was good. Um, I liked the twist. I like her displaying her victims on her, on her lawn and around her house. Um, and the foreshadowing of that. And yeah, they just have a bunch of references in this. This is like the one short where it kind of, uh, gives a little bit of justice to being in the nineties. You got the games, you got all the music references like Limp Bizkit and Creed. Um, yeah, just down to all that. It's cool. But, um, cause like my problem I had with 94 was that if you didn't, 
include the number in the title, there's almost nothing to indicate that it takes place in 1994. So at least with this, they were trying a little bit to add some references, even though they were kind of on the nose and shoehorned in, like you could tell, but like at least they were there. But I do like the creature design. I'm not a fan of her being CG. Um, it looked kind of bad when she was like attacking them on the bed and stuff, but I like the idea. I like the concept. And I like how at the very end, after the credits, it's the last shot you see of them in the house and the camera dying because mm-hmm. there's nobody there to take it. I thought that was a cool little end, a um, little cap off to the film. But yeah. This is my number five. I hate this with a vengeance. It, and I hate that's that's bad. Um, this goes back to what I was talking about earlier. The friend group. Why? Why? Why would you hang out with these fucking people? They are the scum of the earth. Um, these people are so fucking annoying. The people, the friend group in uh, shredding, so fucking annoying. Uh, and uh, for me, the ends don't. The means don't justify the end. Um, I like that Medusa has been uh, introduced into this universe. Um, that's cool. That's another, that's another thing we have to worry about in the VHS world. Um, but I just can't get past how much I viscerally hate the friend group in this. Yeah, dude. No, I feel you. This is like, like I said, this is probably, well, I'll spoil it a little bit. This is probably the worst VHS for sure for me. So this is like the the gem of the bad ones so um yeah i i feel you though i feel you on that uh and now we have uh your guys's number three uh to helen back written and directed by uh, vanessa and joseph winter starring joseph winter as always this is my number three (laughs) (laughs) I actually really so it's um this short kind of had the same effect as um the Indonesian short in VHS 94 where I don't think that one quite fits in the um setting it kind of takes me out of it Uh, this one also just takes me out of the year 1999 uh just a little but uh I love the shooting location like props to whoever scouted this area looked that was fantastic. um that was just like a fucking national park in utah yeah i was yeah, gonna I say it was it. mostly just special effects it wasn't really like no 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 no, 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 no like, not that like, like you're you're talking about the rocks and shit right yeah yeah the rocks yeah the rocks that was all a national park and they they added some uh artificial rock structures am i missing some it, it was, what about it looked amazing to you i don't get it the beautiful rock cool structures I've never seen like something like in the U.S. or like in the world look like that. I, I, I thought it was cool. I need to rewatch it. I, they just look like rocks. Like, but it's like they're beautifully formed. They're like they're smooth but still rough. I just have an appreciation for nature, Kyle. Is that what is what I'm really trying to tell you? Tell you, Ian. Um, Ian I am completely on your side here. Thank you. Brent. They were great rocks. um i like the creature designs they looked really cool especially the one that looked kind of like a caterpillar thing it was like the the woman that was like shouting for she's like help me help me and then she comes out and she's like this like busty caterpillar with little arms and then big arms awesome 
loved that monster. But everything else, it just t- kind of took me out of 1999. I agree with pretty much everything Ian said, minus the rocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, it yeah, it's the one that doesn't feel connected to the series or to the the theme of the 99 um it kind of took me out of the experience too it was kind of very like what's going on like i like i understood it and everything it just it felt like such a departure from everything else and not in a good way um i thought the visuals were cool um i love the shots of like uh the lightning going in the background and showing the landscape mm-hmm. i thought that was very cool um i do think the creature design is really neat um the shot of like what appeared to be the devil in the sky was really really cool i like that shot um but yeah this this whole thing just didn't land with me and i it just took me out of the experience and not to fucking beat a dead horse but this is just another example of like how it's kind of taking me out of the the vhs experience is like shorts like this creative very cool like on its own they're not they're good they're fine Mm -hmm. it's just it doesn't feel like vhs to me anymore i don't know i know i know i'm definitely not in the majority of that um because i know a lot of people are probably big fans of this i'm just i don't know something about it doesn't speak to me see i even though this is number four for me i think the complete opposite to me this just adds the lore that in this universe we can go to hell if we need to. We, we have zombies in the second movie. Uh, we have a house that tries to eat someone alive in the first movie. I, I think that anything is possible in this fucked up universe that, that VHS takes place. And, and maybe, maybe since we have 94, 85, 94, and 99, and viral takes place in 2012, maybe we're leading up to something. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Hold on. Isn't it isn't like incorporating hell into the mythos a little too like literal though? Like isn't it too like No. Like everything is so like you there there's you a know ma- what I mean? there, there's like, a magician that can teleport with a hat in VHS. Right. No, I'm world. not saying it's out of the realm of the VHS <laughs> possibility. That's not what I'm saying, but it adds like everything else doesn't have like a grounded like like everything else is made up, you know what I mean. But then you have hell, which is like an established thing in religion, and it's like I don't think I'm getting my point across. I'm not going to be able to explain this. I think. No, no, I, 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 I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, something about it just doesn't sit right with me. That most of these things are made up, but then you have something like hell that exists. It, I don't know. It. it so it, you wanted VHS's own version of hell? Yes. Or, yes. Thank you. Whatever. Or like. Yeah, or, or or something like that. So then, like, if that exists, anything exists, so then mm-hmm. what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, what are we really doing here? What is the lore of this anymore? Like, we're just going off the rails, which is fine, but, like, what are we doing with VHS now? That's fair. Uh, there's more that we could g- go into this. Um, but for time, I think we... Because, I mean, I... VHS 2 gives us what we know zombies as. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of another example. Uh, VHS 94 gives us right-wing militant extremists. I mean, we're getting things that we know exist, and we're getting them how we know they exist. 
which is how I'm able to justify it to myself. I got you. Um, my issue with this one is uh, the character that Joseph Winter plays in Deadstream works for that movie, uh, but he's playing the same exact character in To Hell and Back. And it's that scree- that fucking incessant screaming that he does. And everything is a, a fucking 110%. And I kind of think that's why he hasn't released anything recently, because people enjoyed the shtick for one film and couldn't take it during a short film. Um, his ideas in Deadstream were good, and his ideas in this were good, and his wife's ideas. Um, but he really needs to work on a different shtick, or I think people are going to get tired of him very quickly. Yeah, I feel like at this point, I'm. I think I just got to take. Like, I'm starting to think I just got to take the L on this as well, and just it's going in a direction that I'm losing interest in, and I just have to accept that, and just quit That's another fair. one, quit um, another one. <laughs> but uh. It's for, okay, dude. Uh, dude, what, what's your what's the problem, Ian? You got some great points, Kyle. I can't, I can't deny any of them. This you is, got this is a points. discussion. This De- is a discussion. depressing as fuck, but great points. And I mean, um, I just, I would love, I would love nothing more than someone to convince me of how I'm looking at this wrong, but. It's it's a personal thing. It's a subjective thing. Like it's I just yeah, can't, it's yeah. just subjective. Like it's just um, how you view the series, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't think someone can convince you otherwise. It's yeah, it, this series so, isn't yeah. a ABC's a death. It's it's a VHS. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Well. Uh, this has been a rousing conversation. Before we get into our final thoughts, uh, we are going to take an official Ruminations of Red Rum thick, angry piss break. Please enjoy a word from our... <laughs> from our sponsors. Hey, this is Charlie, Triple C, from Brevity Box, a new and interesting podcast from the Ruminations Radio Network. If you're a fan of podcasts, we have a lot of great content to offer. Come check out our diverse group of podcasts and hosts at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And welcome back, folks. I wish this was a real beer. Oh, I, need, I don't know. That's I what we were doing. Oh, I, I was a bottle just, anyway, so it didn't yeah. have a... Um, we hope that you had... A good thick piss break. Uh, we are going to get into our final thoughts and ratings for VHS 99. Go Kyle, go first. Ian, we're starting with you. <laughs> Kyle's you know, face is beat red. <clears throat> Kyle made some great points. Um, there's no wraparound. Um, and it's going in a different direction. <laughs> I'm just going to do his review for him. Kyle, um, Kyle seriously looks like a dad right now whose son like ran four stop signs and then ran from the cops and the cops are, the son pulls up to the house and the cops are like, sir, your son ran four stop signs and ran from us. And he's just like, 
That was long-winded, but that's exactly what you look like right now. like, is this your son? And he just Unfor- gives you that un- Unfortunately. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. Um, that being said, I love this franchise. <laughs> um, and I really don't think any of these shorts are bad on their own. Like, I, it's not a bad film. It's, it's, it's really not. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I'm going to give it the same rating I give every other VHS, which is a three and a half um, with hearts. With a heart. Do you want me to go, Kyle? Or, or no, I'll go. Okay. Um, no. Yeah, this, I'll go. This, this franchise I love a lot. Uh, this one didn't do much for me, unfortunately. I was really looking forward to it, too, because of the year. Um, it was a good year. Um, I agree with Ian that none of the shorts are bad necessarily, except for the Aussie one. And, uh, (laughs) I was personal, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, I, I don't like the direction the franchise is taking. And, uh, this one just seemed a little disjointed and like it separated itself from the rest of the franchise in a way that I don't like. And, L, big big L. Um, I'm gonna give it a. I I I I, I don't even want to rate it. It's like just two point five, I guess. Two point five, no heart. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Two point. Okay, so on my letterbox, usually I give two point fives to movies that are disappointing to me. Yeah, it was disappointing. And that's that's a fair rating. Sorry, I'm just doing the math real quick here. Um, I very much enjoy this movie. My initial review of it was on first watch. Uh, upon uh, I've watched it, I've watched VHS ninety nine two times. Uh, in the past two days, um, I love the franchise. Oh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna give it to me. You're not gonna give it to me. Okay. Um, there you go. Uh, I, I I love this franchise. I whatever direction it takes, I'm fine with. That's the um, I know I'm part of the problem. Whatever whatever they do, I'm gonna love it anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm gonna love it. And if all the shorts are shit, I'm gonna hate it. But the overwhelming majority of segments in this film work for me. And sorry, uh, I'm gonna give it a four. With a heart, I am changing my rating from my initial rating, uh, and that gives it. Oh, you're gonna hate this, Kyle. Uh, okay. An official rating of a three point three, repeating, which rounds up to a three point five with a heart. It is what it is. It's why there's a uh, there's three is. of us and not one of us. So. That's true. This is democracy in action. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, we are now moving on to the world's greatest podcast game it is what's in the box it is a it is a show it's a game show where, off yes. the bat just yes. off the bat <laughs> yes you got like six <laughs> words in <laughs> is that is that a record uh, it might be um, it might be actually uh, it's a game show where uh, we use an app called letterboxd and it's it aggregates scores based on user reviews and um, i'm going to read the description of a movie 
and my co-hosts have to guess the rating zero through five, uh, and they have to get it within a point three. Uh, and then from there, we'll go to round two, which is uh, guess the decade. If you get the decade correct, you get to guess the year for another point. Gentlemen, are you ready? See whatever. And there is a theme to these movies. And if you guess the theme, Classic. you get another point. Number one. A family's road trip takes a. <laughs> As you are you couldn't upset Kyle even more. <laughs> uh, Kyle's like, not gonna want to see me next week. <laughs> I'm physically tired from this episode. Like I'm actually physically tired. Sorry, go ahead. This is like okay. the emotional damage that my dad gave me, but with more words. Sorry, go on. A family's road trip takes a dangerous turn when they arrive at a secluded mobile home park to stay with some relatives and find it <laughs> mysteriously deserted. Under the cover of darkness, three masked psychopaths pay them a visit to test the family's every limit as they struggle to survive. Um, I have heard that. I heard three masks and family. So I'm going to guess this is your next. I'm going 3.4. 3.4. Is that your final answer, Ian? I don't think it's right, but... But I clicked my pen. I'm, I'm still going with it. This movie's extremely underrated. Um, I'm going to go with 2.5. Damn, Kyle, you're 0.1 off. It is a 2.6. Guess mm. the decade. Well, that's game. Um... <laughs> That's a game. <laughs> Sounds like, man, it could be 80s. Could be 2000s. <laughs> 2000s. 2000s. Click my pen. 2010s. 2010s. Okay, we'll kind of know exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm going to go 2010s, actually. I'm going to change my answer. Kyle, you get it. Guess the guess the year. Oh, this is a toughie. I want to say twenty seven, eighteen, twenty seventeen. It's either seventeen or eighteen. I want to say. Hold on, give me a second. Seventeen. Seventeen is exactly what I thought, and I was incorrect. It is two thousand and eighteen's The Strangers. One of the two. Pray at night. Oh, extremely underrated. Um, great. Wait, it wasn't seventeen. No, it was eighteen. Oh, good year. I th I I thought it was earlier. Um, number two, broadcasting through a makeshift network of discarded televisions. This story is a tangled up. Is this story is tangled up in the aftermath of Los Angeles's worth. Worst earthquake nightmare. Travel between screens and aftershocks into the twisted lives of the survived. Two point eight. Fuck. Uh, I want to take a wild guess. This isn't VHS viral. It can't be. It's not. Fuck. What it was, though? 
If it was? What if it was? It's because it is. I've already accepted my defeat. He's up two points. It's That's pretty much game. Uh, 1.9. Low, bro. It is. Uh, Kyle gets a point. It's a 2.9. <laughs> well, if it was VHS viral, that'd be on the dot. Okay. Guess the decade. Twenty tens. Twenty tens. You both get a point. Yes. Guess the year. Uh, I'm gonna go here. I'll go first, Kyle. Since twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Twenty nineteen. You are both incorrect. It is two thousand and seventeen's. Mm. Great year. Number Good. three. Michaela and Sadie, two death-obsessed teenage girls, use their online show about real-life tragedies to send their small Midwestern town into a frenzy and cement their legacy as modern horror legends. I love this movie. I don't know if that helps or hurts. (laughs) 3.1. Oh. God damn it, Kyle. You get two points. It is a 3.0 guess the decade. Ian, you also got a point. Uh, 2020s. <laughs> 2010s. It is the 2010s, Kyle. Guess the year. 2015. Is 2017's Tragedy Girl. Good year. Great year. Um I I did have a fourth movie picked. Uh it doesn't matter. It seems moot at this point. Uh Ian, if you can guess what the theme was, mm-hmm. I will make you it a tie it. game and we'll <laughs> no, 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 make no. it a tie Ian game. Can win it. Ian can win it. I'll Ian make it a tie it. game. No, Ian can win it. I'm Do not it. gonna get it anyways. It. I'm not gonna get it anyways. I um, gave I gave so I'm many. I'm a gambler. Hints. It's all or nothing. I gave it so is, many hints earlier. These are all from that one director who directed the second short in this film. Jesus Christ! Did did you not listen to the fear facts? It's, I named I named you. every single one of those movies. Jesus Christ. You know what, Kyle? I'm glad you won. I'm glad you won. I named every single one of those movies. Was that the was that the It was from the directors that directed these fucking segments. Oh. Yeah, yeah that that was an easy one. Yeah, that was that was an easy one. Um but that puts year to date at <laughs> Kyle was, 9. Too obvious. <laughs> Kyle 9, Ian 9, Brendan 11. I'm now tied with Ian. I've accepted my defeat. It's fine. But this. I'll, lose, I'll, I'll, I'll lose the rest of the year. I'm going to tank. Good. Uh, this has been another episode of Ruminations Red Rum, the unwound, unrewound, unrewinded VHS tape of the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, please, 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 uh, it would be so cool if you could give us a rating and a review on whatever, uh, whatever platform you listen to us to. We greatly appreciate it. Give us a follow. On Twitter, that'd be cool. Of of Red Rum, that's at OF Red Rum. You can find our, the link to our Discord in there. We have some very fun chats. 
very fun indeed. Nothing uh, like, I'm not going to say that. Um, but anyways, with us, as always, it's the spooky man. He's got two E's in his name. What's that? It's Ian. You know, I, th- I think Michael fancies himself as a nature fellow, and I think he would have really appreciated the rocks in the last segment of this film. And also with us, the slick black Cadillac. He's wearing a snapback. He writes with a number two, and he's number one in all of our hearts. It's Kyle, <gasps> Kyle with a K. To the 4,194 people on Letterboxd that gave this a two and a half stars like myself, remember that our podcast gave this a 3.5 because of fucking rocks. <laughs> Stay spooky, folks. Hail Ratma and hail rocks. <laughs>